Spring in Springshard means snow melting away, birds growing, flowers chirping, and the Springshard Chronicles baseball team starting practices in the sandy lot behind the hill. I suppose I really shouldn't be surprised when Xavier comes into the office wearing a baseball jersey and scuba mask with his regular suit jacket to announce that. He skips his way around each desk before stopping in front of Chrome's. Mr. Chrome, are you going to sign up this year? He asks. We need our star player. Chrome sighs and looks up from his file folder. Xavier, do you really need to ask that question? Xavier smiles so big that every tooth is showing. I didn't participate last year. In fact, I've never participated. What makes you think I'll do it now? Xavier smiles even bigger. Now his gums are showing too. Don't look at me like that. Crumb goes back to reading his file. Xavier simply moves on and makes his way around the room collecting signatures from my colleagues until he gets to me. Well, Miss March, what'll it be? Want to join the Chronicle Crocodiles? He looks at me with such a desperate look that I have to take pity and sign my name. Wonderful, he claps. All right, team, our first practice will be tomorrow after work. Arms in! He pulls his arms close to his body. No one else moves an inch. The sound of a lone phone ringing accentuates the sad attempt at a team rally. Go Crocs! Xavier shoots his arms up straight into the air and runs out of the room onto the rotator. Everyone goes back to their work as I stare after him. Chrome walks over to me, mug in hand. You really think you can handle being on Xavier's baseball team? I shrug. Why do you ask? Well, our last transfer wasn't exactly ready for our small-town way of sporting. Small-town way of sporting? What is that supposed to mean? Chrome raises his eyebrows at me and takes a sip of his coffee before heading to his desk. The next day drags on until work is finished. After we're all finished our work, we head out the back door and down the hill to the sandy lot. Xavier is already standing there, leaning on a red metal baseball bat in a black and white striped baseball uniform and a long trailing red cape with golden trim. Welcome to your first practice. He flings his arms up, causing the bat to fall over. Your first lesson is to know the difference between your bats. Lots have gotten them confused, and that makes us lose. Xavier pulls up the red baseball bat. This is a baseball bat. And this, he puts the bat down and reaches into his cape, pulling out a shrieking and flapping live bat with red eyes. Is a vampire bat. Don't get them confused. Does anyone know which bat you need to use? Olita? Olita Dupree glares at him. Xavier, what I know is my business. I expect you to stay out of my business. Okay then. Anyone else? I raise my hand unsurely. Yes, Miss March. Xavier points to me with the shrieking bat. The baseball bat, I say. Wrong. You want to use the vampire bat. He places the bat gently back into his cape. A baseball bat would be a terrible teammate. They're not alive. How could they play baseball? I look around at my coworkers. All of them stare at Xavier, completely enraptured by his advice. Xavier splits us into groups to warm up. I'm in a trio with Alita Dupree and a blonde weather reporter named Joey Lang doing push-ups. Soon Xavier makes his way over to us and lays on the ground in front of me. So, Miss March, what do you know about how we play baseball here? I give him a look. How is it different from regular baseball? I ask. Xavier chuckles. Very. He deadpans. Walk with me, Miss March. Xavier leads me to a whiteboard in the center of the lot. On it is a diagram of a baseball field with lots of X's and O's. 
He explains to me that on the team there are beaters, eaters, fleeters, greeters, and taggers. The beaters have to catch and release the bat that a fleeter from the opposite team released, then run to each of the bases, beating the bat back to the start to get a point. The eaters eat a watermelon for the entirety of the game. When one finishes, the game is over and that team gets 10 points. The fleeters release the bat for the beaters and run around the field trying to catch the bat and bring it back. The taggers run after the fleeters and tag them to get them out. Once all the fleeters on one team are out, that round is over and the next one starts. There's a five-point bonus for the team that wins the most points in each round. What about the greeters, I ask? They stand at the door and greet people. Really, Miss March, hospitality is key. At this point, Xavier calls everyone to the center and assigns them their role on the team. From my warm-up group, Alita is a fleeter, Joey is the eater, and I am placed with the beaters. We spend the rest of our time practicing with our groups. It's near sunset when Xavier calls for us to stop. As everyone filters out from the lot, I noticed a shadow atop the office of the Springshard Chronicle. There's only one person I know who goes up there. I make my way to the wooden ladder leaning against the back of the building that serves as our fire escape. On top of the building sits Caliber Chrome in a blue and white striped lawn chair. So, he says, how are you liking our small town way of sporting? I shrug as I sit on the roof beside him. Are you sure this is baseball, I ask? Wait, Crumb says. Are you thinking base like B-A-S-E? Well, obviously. Crumb shakes his head. This is B-A-S-S ball. Named after one of the town's founders, Billy Base the Bat. It's our municipal sport. Why don't you play it then, I ask. I'm a photographer slash reporter. He says the word slash. I'm not really the one in the spotlight. I'm the one directing it. I give him a sideways glance, but he doesn't want to talk anymore. So we sit there in silence as the sun sets, bathing us in the comforting orange of the evening and the silence of two friends enjoying the beauty of a perfect night. Practices continue until a few months have passed. Then it arrives. Game day. We all sit on our bench as Xavier paces in front of us. Today we are facing the Springshard Seals, he says. They are a great team. If any of you remember last year's season, they faced themselves and discovered that the grudges they'd been holding against their rivals, the Springshard Seals, was holding them back. It was a very emotional day for us all. Xavier wipes away a tear. Now today will be tough, but remember that in this game there is no winners. By the way, I expect you all to win at any cost. And with that, we go onto the field and the game begins. The field quickly becomes crowded and chaotic. There's no rhyme or reason to the game and everyone seems to be cheating and not at all trying to hide it. The seals eater is putting salt and vinegar on his watermelon. Joey is feeding bits of it to the bats in the cage nearby him. The fleeters on both teams are putting leashes on the bats to make them easier to catch. The beaters on the seals are running with nets over their heads to keep the bats from passing them. Our beaters are wearing rollerblades. No, 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 Xavier shouts. This is unfair. They're cheating. I look at Xavier. He's leaning over the vampire bat cage, not so subtly replacing the vampire bats with metal baseball bats with crudely cut construction paper wings hastily taped to them. So are you, I say. That is entirely besides the point. Xavier continues to replace the bats with bats. Why does it matter, I ask. You said no one wins. 
Xavier crosses his arms and pouts like a little boy. It's the principle of the thing. Um, Xavier? We turn to see Joey, our eater, has approached us. It turns out I'm allergic to watermelon. Xavier puts his head in his hands. Ugh, now what? I look out into the bleachers and spot Chrome standing to the side. I head over to him and Chrome nods in acknowledgement. So our team is falling apart, I say. Could use some help. What do you want me to do? Chrome asks. I hand him a jersey. Remember that time you told me you could fit a whole watermelon in your mouth? I ask. No. Oh, well, I do. And we could use some skills like that right now. Taryn, I don't know. All these people will be staring at me. I look at the crowd. They're transfixed by Xavier in his neon green suit jacket and sparkly white baseball jersey deep in conversation with the vampire. I don't think anyone will be paying attention to you. Chrome looks down at the jersey in his hands and holds it up. On the front is the words Chronicle Crocs over the metallic green logo. The Crocs logo is the same as the town emblem, a winged seal flying over a steaming cauldron, but the cauldron has been replaced with the image of a crocodile with his jaws wide open. On the back is the word Chrome over the number 57. Under the number is his role, Eater. Xavier had it all ready for you, in case you wanted to come play, I said. I know, Chrome replies. He has for 27 years. He slips a jersey over his head and smiles. Beater 75, Eater 57, back onto the field, I hear Xavier yell. That's the two of us. Crow and I head back onto the field and start back into the game. We go on for about an hour more before Chrome just finishes his watermelon seconds before the Seals Eater. We don't win the game. In fact, we fail miserably. But as the whole team heads to Dottie's for celebratory cake and our matching jerseys, I can't help but feel like a winner. Hi, this is AJ Robinson, creator of Chronicles of Springshard and the voice of Taryn March. I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode. If you liked it and want to know when the next episode is up, feel free to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Springshard Chronicle for weekly updates and teasers. Episode 6 will be up on April 12th. If you like this episode and would like to listen to it even when you don't have Wi-Fi, it is available for download. If you want to listen while looking at a picture of the super cool cover art, you can also listen on YouTube. Check our social media for more information. Special thanks to Jess Milton, Derek Taggart, Caitlin Murray, and you listening right now. See you on the field.